Welcome to the Actually Connecting Podcast, where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. Welcome, welcome to another Actually Connecting Podcast. I'm really excited. This is where emotions, consciousness, and connecting are kind of brought to light, and we really go into and dive deep. I've got a really, really cool, uh, the owner of Day Lily Salon, Mickey Sisak. Uh, we've been trying to get through to this for a while, and I'm really grateful that it's happening today because I think it's perfect timing. You're just about to launch a book, and this whole process of owning a business during this crazy, unique time, and kind of seeing the positives in some of this through this process is what we were just talking about. So without further ado, Nikki, jump in. How are you? Tell me a little bit about yourself. I am good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on here. I was thinking the exact same thing that you just said about how it's been so hard for us to connect. And all of a sudden it just worked out and now it's like the timing couldn't be more perfect. So mm-hmm. I totally agree. <laughs> Amazing. Really, really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, just to say a little about me, um, my name again is Nikki Cisak. I own Day Lily Salon and Spa in Colorado Springs. Um, I've been in the beauty industry for over 20 years. I say that because I don't want to say actually how many years because it makes me sound old. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Secrets of the beauty. trade. Yeah, go you know, grow gracefully, but there's no sense we can't touch it up a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we uh, we've been through quite a few trials and tribulations through our our ownership. I owned, I opened my place um, just under nine years ago, and uh, so it's been a really interesting interesting nine years. <laughs> Absolutely, really really cool. Um, when you say you opened a salon, like what does that mean? Um, so I don't, I mean, in Colorado Springs, we have, you know, like a million and two salons or whatever it is. And we, my family, my mother and I opened it together. And uh, my dad had suffered some pretty severe um, health problems. And we needed to make sure that she had a way to take care of herself because the odds of her outliving him we're we're going to be pretty good and um that's exactly what happened so my mother and i opened it together and then my sister came on later as my manager and it it is a legit family business (laughs) wow that's really cool yep and then now we have a staff of eight people total so dang yeah it's kind of amazing (laughs) that is kind of amazing pat on the back for sure it takes a lot to run a business just in general. And then it's a lot to thrive running a business. And then it's a lot to have a business that has employees. Those it are all is. different stages. It is. And, you know, you start with, you know, you think you're just going to open up. We, we kind of laugh at our story in particular because, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get into, the, into whatever business they're in, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. And you have this idea that you're going to change the world and you've got the answers to these problems. And, you know, yours is going to be the one and you're going to be a millionaire and you're going to have all this free time. And like, none of that is true. (laughs) Yet. Yet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Our story was so different because we literally were at a point in our lives of like, we have to figure this out. Like we just have to like get in, get in the dirt, like figure it out. We've got to survive as a family. And yeah. so the pipe dreams didn't come till later. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I believe what it's about. Honestly, there's this whole moment for myself where 
you have a startup and the startup is just kind of figuring it out. And half of it's this planning and research and all these things, but it's not a real thing until it's like a small business until you're making the money. And I think that startup to small business stage is so sometimes challenging because it's getting the mindset right that you have to get in the dirt and figure it out and make the mistakes. And that's a good thing. It is. And you know, we made a lot of them. And and in fact, my book is about that. It's about, it's about the, I kind of laugh that it's a what not to do book. (laughs) It's it's not like a, it's not like a, we did everything right. And here's how you can replicate it, you know? And I think that that was so much better. I think it was so much better that we made a bunch of mistakes and grew from those things and learned our own resiliency and our own ability to improvise. It has made us much more creative owners today, I think, because of that. Wow. It's really cool. Tell me a little bit about the book. So um, the book is calling Thriving, it's called, excuse me, Thriving in Salon Ownership. Um, The title changed during COVID. (laughs) So it used to be, it used to be called Surviving Salon Ownership. Mm -hmm. And as I was kind of going through my writing process, I, I was talking to a friend of mine and she's a cancer survivor mm-hmm. and she just wrote this book and she says, I realized when I was writing my book, how much I hated the word survivor. Mm-hmm. And she said, I never really thought about it until I looked up the definition for survivor. And the definition is like, when you look at the synonyms for the word, it's like rubbish, trash, thrown away leftovers like it's the worst words you can think of when you look up the word the synonyms for the word survivor or survive and Mm -hmm. so I was like well I'm changing the title (laughs) (laughs) so then I started like doing some soul searching and I was like holy cow like when you really think about it when you talk you know in our culture we really glorify the word survivor and we look at it as you know oh my god you survived this thing but it's this thing from God knows how long ago you're talking about the past. You're focusing on the past. You're living in the past when, why would you want that? Like I wanted to change the whole theme of this to be thriving because I wanted it to be about the future and what we were going to do and stop living in the past of all the things we had suffered. And I wanted to change the the narrative to be like, look at all the things that we did from that Mm -hmm. and look at all the things we're going to do because of that. So the, if, when you look at the book cover, it has surviving and salon ownership on it. And then this big like red mark crosses out the word. And then I have thriving written across the top of it. And I really think that just even the cover of the book tells a story, all of it, it's all of its own. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was, when I saw the post on Facebook, it's, it's impressive. I like the title a lot and I like Thanks. the cover a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I've gotten some great feedback on it, but basically it goes through our story. Um, You know, we survived six months into opening our business. You know, everybody tells you the first year is the hardest. After you get past that first year, it's easy sailing. And then you hit that first year and then like, oh, it's the first five years. First five years. (laughs) And six months into opening the doors, my dad was diagnosed with the final cancer that ended up taking his life. Mm. And so, you know, we spent that critical time in a new business's opening, trying to literally take care of him and keep him alive. And you had three of the founders of that business that were literally taken out, Mm -hmm. like at the knees. 
So, you know, we, we, it talks about kind of our, our process through that. And then in 2018, we suffered a catastrophic fire. Whoa. And then um, we had some just different things that we got hit with like three things all at once during the fire. And then we kind of start coming out of that. And then COVID-19 hit. <laughs> so Whoa. It's been an interesting journey. <laughs> Are you happy with the journey? I am. Even with you all know, that stuff, you know, do you find peace and joy through that process? I do. And I think it, we are people of uh, family of faith. I think mm -hmm. that has helped us a lot in mm -hmm. knowing that even in those moments where we struggled with that and we were like, you know, I, I don't know what everybody's belief is, you know, listening to this, but we, we're, we're Catholic and mm -hmm. we believe in that there is something bigger than this and that something out there is taking care of us. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I do think we had an opportunity to really grab onto that and have to really dig into what that meant as our own soul searching process through it. Wow. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade all the yeah. things we went through for the world. Mm -hmm. Starting a business really it forces you to really evaluate the mind, body, soul balance. A hundred percent. There's, it's so easy to get, I found with a nine to five, it's so easy to get just sucked into it. Mm -hmm. And then, but it's, it's easier to maybe not focus on the other things because you feel fulfilled here because there's always a steady paycheck. When you run a right. business, you recognize very quickly, you can put 150% into the business, but until you get the other stuff correct, that's when it really starts to flow. Right. It's, it's so funny because I had always worked in, um, I, I worked in the beauty industry and I also worked in the nonprofit industry throughout mm. my whole career. Interesting. And so my master's degree is actually in philanthropy and development, which everybody's like, you're a hairdresser with a master's degree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, there's so many things and so many parts to this thing that we call day lily salon and spa. We have a very uh, charitable mentality within the salon. You know, we do a lot of give back programs. Um, you know, people think, man, you guys have been kicked in every possible way you can be kicked and you're still like giving away free haircuts to firefighters, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it's been this beautiful morphing of our own spiritual beings, our own, you know, tragic <laughs> story. Mm -hmm. And yet from it, we have brought all of this good. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, has a lot to do with our own spiritual mindset of how we wanted our business to look. It wasn't about just opening the doors and cutting some hair. It was about yeah. creating an atmosphere for women that was empowering. It was about giving jobs to single moms and young families. You know, it was, there's so much more to our core belief system than just, we're going to open the door and color some hair today. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. you have a really strong why. Yes, very much so. Very much so. It's critical. It's really, really cool. I think everybody should. If you're going to open agree. a business, you should have a strong why or you shouldn't yeah. be in business. <laughs> yeah. It, that's where the strength really gets driven from. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. What keeps you motivated? I mean, I know you're talking about the why and stuff, but how, did it always, has this always been this way or what really is the fire inside you pushing you through this? Um, you know, I tell the, the story in the book a little bit about um, the day of the fire. Um, I had suffered my third miscarriage two wow. weeks before the fire. 
And the day of the fire, you know, I, we, it was literally my first day back to work. And wow. um, I walk in and my place is, you know, covered in ash and the ceiling tiles are falling out and you know, the wall was gone. And, and I stood there and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. All we have done is just getting kicked in the face. And that moment was a pivotal moment in my career because I turned around to my staff, my mom, my sister, and I looked at my mom, I looked at my sister, and the girls looked at us and they were like, well, what do we do first? And I took a breath and I was like, pick up a mop. Wow. It was that thing of like that as a leader, as a business owner, you have to dig in and you have to find that thing that is just deep down in your gut that drives you each day to provide whatever it is you're providing, whether it's for a community, whether it's for your staff, whether it's for your family, whatever it is, you have to find that thing inside of you of like, I can't let these girls not have a place to work. You know, I can't let our community down that we have grown to love and that we serve every day. And in that moment, at my weakest point where I was like the proverbial effort, like I was like, you've got to find that thing in you. And I think that thing is leadership and what it actually means to be a leader. Mm -hmm. I would say the real nitty gritty. It's really good. I think it's solid. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I like to ask everyone who comes on the podcast is just because I find that I'm excited to hear what your answer is. What's <laughs> the emotion that you sit in every day? What is that emotion oh, that wow. really kind of drives you and pushes that you just kind of are finding yourself always coming back to through the business process, just through all of it? Um, a warrior spirit. I have a warrior attitude. Like it. thousand percent. Like it's funny because I think it's funny because a lot of people will be like, you know, they might have a little more feel good. <laughs> answer mm-hmm. to that. No, it's great. <laughs> it's a love, great. You know, which is great. That's beautiful. <laughs> but like I am a fighter <laughs> and I, I have found so many things in my life that I have had to literally just grit my teeth and figure it out. And I sit in that, every day of my life that that warrior like okay girl your scars are your war paint like mm. you know your scars are your war paint so what are you going to do today like and i every time we get kicked i i get another scar which means i get another line mm-hmm. and so for for me i would say that would be that's where i i live in that what are you going to conquer today kind of a things cool how did you develop that getting kicked (laughs) it's just experience pure experience Experience. yeah i mean my dad (laughs) was very much that way my mom she she's that like that too i mean she's just kind of gets we get in the weeds man like our fan we used to joke all the time as our family that um that our our last name in some crazy language just means survivor you know (laughs) (laughs) But we were, I, like, I don't know if that's true, but like, so we were like, it's got to mean something because like all of us have had to go through some pretty, pretty catastrophic things and we always figure it out and we grow closer as a family and we, 
we thrive. Like mm-hmm. even through all the things we thrive. Mm-hmm. And I do a thousand percent believe that I come from a long line of warriors. Yeah. It sounds like it. I believe it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, the favorite emotion. What's the challenging emotion from a warrior perspective? What's the challenging emotion that gets you? <laughs> oh God. Um, for me, it's probably that people don't move at the same speed that I do. Yeah. I hear that. And that's hard for me. Cause like I'm a get it done, go getter type. Mm-hmm. And when people don't move at that same speed, it bothers me. <laughs> can I, can I root that back to patience then? Oh yeah. Totally. Like I got none. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not my gift. It's not my gift. It's <laughs> good that you can, you can say that and admit that out loud. I think that's oh, yeah. really helpful. It, I own I'm it. sure everyone around you it. and yourself and the whole process. <laughs> yes, it's a problem. <laughs> well, it's, are you currently doing anything to work on the patients? Um, to, to hone that and to kind of, to either press that or find a way to work with people who are okay with the move forward mentality. Man, I would be such a better person if I had a yes answer to that. <laughs> no, that's okay. This is what it's all about. It's coming I up would... with maybe the next person will have an answer to patience. Yes. I think it's, I, I mean, I think in some ways, you know, when you have, when you have, I have two, well, I have three, technically three stepchildren and one is out on his own now, but, uh, you know, when you have kids in your world, especially when you've been single and you've been an entrepreneur and you're just like, go, 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 go. And then you meet, you know, the love of your life and then children are brought into that and you're like, oh yeah, so we are slowing down today. <laughs> like, you know, and you, you kind of get, you're forced to slow down. You're forced to learn patience. You're forced to do all those things because kids just don't function like adults do. It's just the way it is. And so I, I guess in some ways, having a family now has kind of forced me to work on that. Yeah. It may be not even really in a conscious sense, but I would yeah. say yes, looking back. I've heard that so often. Yeah. They don't care that you have a deadline. Like <laughs> <laughs> They're like, um, I need cereal. Like <laughs> Cheerios is my crisis right now. Like, you know, like, so, like <laughs> So you just kind of learn to get real with that. You're like, all right, okay. (laughs) Okay, very, very good. Um, How do you, so you you have family, you have a lot of family that you're very, very close with. You also have clients and you've got this environment and you also have a community. How do you choose to connect with everyone? What's your, what's your process? Um, Where I, well, obviously as an owner, and my mother, I think I could probably like, I could probably speak for her in this too, is we're very active in the business. So, you know, we've tried to get um, better at working on the business and less in the business just to, so that we can drive things forward. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, neither one of us want to give up that relational part of what we do. Mm-hmm. So we are very active in the lives of our clients and our, our staff. Um, as far as the community goes, um, for the last couple of years, I've also served as the um, coordinator for the Fire Foundation of Colorado Springs. And um, so I've helped run and direct, steer, worked with the board of directors to help kind of drive that organization forward as well, too. Very cool. Um, what do they do? So they serve the community in the sense that they raise money to support the Colorado Springs Fire Department. 
So where awesome. we kind of step in is a, where, you know, there's city budgets and then there's the actual need of the fire department that exceeds that. Mm-hmm. So we step in and kind of raise that difference and bridge that gap between the two and supply mm-hmm. things for the fire department that are outside the city budget allowances. Um, awesome. And it has, it has been so amazing to be a part of that and be a part of that whole process because you look at our first responders and what they give back to our community and it's like the easiest thing in the world to give mm-hmm. back to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We're very, very active in the community. We developed, I mean, I can't even tell you how many strategic partnerships we have with other small businesses. Um, we've done partnership events with Red Leg Brewing and Mountain Country Radio. And um, it has been amazing. It has been probably the, my most favorite part of my job is those mm-hmm. de- those partnerships that we've been able to develop with other small businesses and to like help that idea of a rising tide raises all ships Mm -hmm. you know we all help each other and we all benefit from it that is the motto i would say of colorado business i would at least colorado springs business because it's not just colorado denver works very differently but colorado springs is very tight community it is not in the community you're really not thriving in the colorado springs business side of things yes my mantra kind of is that I always say is you're not in competition, you're in community. So another salon owner could walk into my salon today and I'd be like, girl, what do you need? Like, you know, Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. I just, I just think there's enough to go around. (laughs) And I I think a lot of people don't have that same mentality. Um, Which I like that we've been able to create more of that here. Yeah, absolutely. That's very, very cool. Do you have any future plans and goals with the different establishments with your business, the community that, that anyone can help out with? So we have, um, with the launch of the book, I want to start doing more speaking engagements um, and kind of share our message. We, one of the things they don't teach salons or stylists, I should say, I should back up. A lot of things they don't teach stylists is how to actually own a business, how to run mm-hmm. a business, how to own a salon. Mm-hmm. You know, they the schools today don't really focus on that. They just want you to pass boards and move on. And I think there's so many things that we're missing the mark with developing our young stylists these days um, that I would like for this to kind of help with that. Um, but as far as like the community as a whole, like I have, I got big dreams, man. Like we're going to build my long-term goals for us is to build a health and wellness center. And we would bring in all kinds of different areas of health and wellness and make it like this little Mecca of, (laughs) you know, places to come and be rejuvenated and more than like you're just typical, like I'm not looking to build another gym that's got a salon. Like I want it to be a place that people come to be recharged and to have their spirit filled and they're just their souls recharged. And I think we're missing that in today's age. Mm-hmm. I joke that it would be technology free. <laughs> that's wise. That's a very wise statement. Like you got to check your phone at the door. Like this that's is it. That's exactly relax. right. Yeah. That smartwatch. That's we're cutting it off. Yeah, I see it. I see it. <laughs> You got something hidden in your ear. You better take it uh-huh, out. Now. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're not talking about that very much in this in today's world. It's very heavy technology forward, and I think yeah. when you get into the salon mindfulness meditative meditation side, you start to mm-hmm. feel that technology is really imposing. 
It is. And I do think as a parent too, I have become more aware of that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I say you got to like disconnect. It's like you have to have a purge of technology. Mm-hmm. And I think it has, as, as a society, I think it has, we technologically have isolated ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people could argue with me right now, like, well, we're all at home and we're all stuck at home during the coronavirus and look at how we're still connecting. And I'm like, that's all great. And it's fine and dandy. And it's, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it needs Agreed. to be used responsibly. I agree. It's like a gun. It is. It is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It just, I am, you know, I'm pro freedom. I'm pro innovation. Like I'm pro all those things, but like when you're at home at the dinner table, put your phone away. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just those simple little things to stay connected with people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very true. It's, it's very int- interesting. Uh, I love the idea of this holistic recharge. Um, my, my partner and I, our plan has always been to have these creative healing retreats. Oh, nice. And come through, and I, and I also have the same mentality with technology being something that can be really helpful, but also can be a hindrance depending on the balance. Going back to right. balance, and someone you should speak with in Colorado Springs is Dr. Penn. I think she has a very similar message and mentality to you, and there might oh, be nice. some sort of collaboration there. I love it. Uh, so, how can other people help you accomplish this goal? that you're trying to, what can, what are you looking for? Is there anything that you need, want kind of a a call to action, if you will? Um, If there are people out there listening, (laughs) um, I would say reach out to us. If you are another business who are interested in partnerships with, with salons, Um, we are always, and it doesn't have to be an obvious makes sense kind of partnership. Who would have ever thought a salon in a brewery would ever be able to partner on an event? but it was one of the best events we ever had. Um, It was our braids and brews. It was a daddy daughter date day. We taught dads how to do their God's hair. Oh my God. It was so much fun. And you know, what's funny about that. It was, it happened on the same day of the Kobe Bryant um, plane crash. Mm. When his helicopter crashed. So here we are in this room full of dads and daughters. Oh, I get chills. I'm getting like, and we're in this room, we're setting up for this event and we, all of our phones start going off with alerts that Kobe Bryant and his daughter had passed away and the other people, I don't want to make light of the other people on the helicopter. And it made it such a different day. And it was literally a, a partnership between us and a brewery is how it started. So if you're out there, like it may, you may not think that we have an obvious connection, but talk to me, like, let's, mm-hmm. let's like chat and just see what we can come up with mm-hmm. because we love, we love working with other small businesses. Um, I'm a member of achieve systems, which is a health and wellness. Uh, um, it's basically a network of health and wellness professionals that work strategically with each other. And <clears throat> we have developed some beautiful and amazing relationships with people through that but it has really got me to thinking outside the box about ways that we can connect with other businesses and other partners. So I would say that, um, you know, obvious there's the obvious, you know, shopping us for your salon and spa needs, um, as always, <laughs> it's always Absolutely. like the big, the whole reason. There's that we a do lot everything. of people that need haircuts right now. That's right. There's a lot of people, Hey, we're going to be open people. Like give us a call. <laughs> so we're cool. opening it back up next week, May 1st. Um, so yeah, so there's, I would say those kinds of things. Um, you know, if you're in an arena that you think, my God, there are services that I not only can provide to us as a staff, but to my, you know, our clientele, you know, I would love for people to reach out because we're always looking at ways to help them connect to other people for 
for just general health and wellness purposes too. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are probably the big call, call, call to actions. And buy my Perfect. book. And buy your book. <laughs> and, and buy, buy your book. book. Exactly. And if you need speakers, learn how to thrive. You know. Yes, learn, how, learn to how to thrive. And the beauty of the book is you don't have to be a salon owner to get something out of it. There's so many, there's so many great perks in there. I feel like even for, for any kind of a small business in ways to think outside the box. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's honestly the best books are written with universe universal in mind. Right. Right. So how do they reach you? If so, then I'm a business we're a client. How do we actually get, what's the best way to contact? So there's, um, there's two great ways. You can always reach out to us um, on social media through our Daylily Salon and Spa um, pages. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, um, Twitter. We're getting, we do some. We're not really super active on Twitter. But, um, and then our website, daylilysalonandspa.com. Or literally, after I get off of this, we'll be launching um, nikkinosbeauty.com. Um, so that will have information about the book. And if you're interested in speaking engagements, um, you know, for, for that, you can yeah. reach out to NikkiKnowsBeauty.com as well. And it's N-I-K-I, just one K. Good, good domain. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, perfect. So last question, just because I'm curious, what does consciousness mean to you? Oh, that's such a good I question. I know. It's deep and it's, think about it a little bit because I'm probably going to dive into it with a sec, for a second with you. Okay. Um, the first word that always comes to my mind is, when I hear that is awareness. It's a deeper understanding of self, but I think it goes even more into a deeper understanding of how you as a person connect to someone else. Mm. That's how I would describe it. It's being present in the moment all the time. Consciousness. Have you always been present that way? Or is it something that you evolved into? I definitely think it's something I evolved into. Is there um, something that, that made that switch? I would say probably my dad's passing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always been a very close family and very connected in that sense. That from from birth has always been there but i think your priorities change your there's a lot of things that shift when you go through something that was that catastrophic for our family um my dad was very much the patriarch the you know the strong man the you know the leader he sacrificed everything to take care of us um i think there was a there was a lot of things. I, I always said that I was never the same person again after he passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you just start thinking about things very differently. You become mm-hmm. very aware of your space. Mm-hmm. Um, you become very aware of everything and everyone that surrounds you when you go through something like that. Mm-hmm. And I narrowed my circle very small after that. It was very much, I need these couple of people around me who help me feel stronger and safer. Mm-hmm. And it became very much focused on family, like much more so than before. But I think it's because I became very conscious of what they were going through too. Mm-hmm. 
I'm the oldest of four. And so that, that mom thing kicks in, you know, where you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're adults, but I got to take care of them, you know, mm-hmm. and my mom is going through this. So I have to take care of her, you know? And so, yeah, I would say that was probably the shift. That is amazing. Really, really cool. Thank you for answering. I appreciate that. No, it's very vulnerable. And it's, I think it helps a lot. I think it will help a lot of people understand and start moving into this awareness because there is this, there is a shift and there is something, sometimes people have it always, sometimes there's a shift into it. Sometimes it happens very late, but wherever that shift is, I I just find that piece so interesting and, and just deserves more space and time being discussed. And I really appreciate you bringing up family and the awareness to the present and really of self and others around. Cause I think that is such a core piece in that whole run of it all. Oh, I think it's a great question to ask people because I don't, I think we have a tendency today not to go deep. We just kind of keep everything real surface. Right. And I'm like the polar opposite. I'm like, I could meet you and be like, tell me what makes you tick. Like, you know, I want to know everything about your core being like, you know, and people laugh at me like, girl, like, you know, buy me a drink first, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you, I like, I want to know everything about you, you know? So I think we need more of that though. Cause we have yeah. we've lost that ability to connect. I think. Yeah, I agree. Well, Nikki Sisak, thank you so much. Thank I'm really you. excited to read the book. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to promote and encourage Daily Lick Salon, and I appreciate all your answers today. It's oh, been really, it's you. been valuable thank you and for insightful. Having me on. You're very welcome. All right, so this is actually connecting where emotions, consciousness, and connecting come first. Another one in the books. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank you. Like what you heard? Give it a share. Want to talk about it? Comment or like below. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Actually Connecting Podcast.